Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And today we are going to be reviewing Vera, the Count of Barcelona. <laughs> okay, we've we, we've moved. We have um, moved. We have diverged from our what our normal story has been yes. for quite some time, which is mm -hmm. the kings in the north in Asturias and right. the kings in the south in right. Al-Andalus. Right. Okay. So now we are going to be talking about a new power in mm. what is now modern Spain, which mm. is Frankish influence in Barcelona. Mm. Before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about this area and the history of it and wh why it is that now that there is a Frankish county right. on this side of the Pyrenees. Good. Good, yeah, because we're, we're I was do, confused. <laughs> yes, we're going to do that first. So I am going to show you a picture, a mm -hmm. map, actually, a series of maps of what exactly has been going on in mm -hmm. around the Pyrenees and okay. in Spain in general. So we have four maps here. We're going to talk about the top two. Okay, gotcha. The very first one in the upper left, where it says Califato Omeya and then mm -hmm. Imperio Carolingio. That's a right. little inaccurate we're not quite at the carolingians but what we see hmm. here is well why don't you say what we see here well we're, top we're, we're looking yes i was going to say we're looking at the iberian peninsula and uh what what we see is that the with the exception of a tiny sliver of land along the north coast it's all bright green representing the holdings of the caliphate the caliphate just holds basically all of spain except for a beach Correct. <laughs> yeah, so we can see in the subtitle for this that this is mm -hmm. the holdings from the year 711 to 756. So basically mm -hmm. the governor's period. Yeah, exactly. This, right. is, this is the Musa forward. This uh, is Musa period. forward, right. Musa to Yusuf, basically. Mm -hmm. right. We can see that that beach at the top, mm -hmm. it, you can't really see the, because there's not enough room right. to put the title it's, on it, but that's it's Asturias. It's so pathetically tiny. It is so <laughs> pathetically tiny, but that is right. Asturias. Mm -hmm. You can see that it does not include any of Galicia, and no. it, it doesn't go any further south than the Picos de Europa. Yes, right? no, that the, the, motto, the motto of Asturias at this period is, technically we exist. Yes, uh, we're, we're eating honey out of cracks right now. Yeah, right. On the eastern side of Spain, you can see, I mean, the Pyrenees aren't there to illustrate the the difference right. between modern spain and modern france but yes. you can see that the the caliphate holdings do cross what we right. think of as the border between spain and france and this yes. is them holding things like toulouse narbonne mm -hmm. etc exactly right okay. and then above that is the franks this has been the state of play for for a while we are now moving into the second map which is in the all upper right, right. Mm -hmm. and uh tell me how it's how it's different from the first well map. first of all the uh the green has lessened we now yes. have a a very substantial chunk i would say about 25 percent of the peninsula is now asturias the beach has expanded southward and so now it is almost the uh upper the upper 25 percent of the peninsula is now uh asturias Yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the the you know the rest of the peninsula remains uh, solidly green, but it is now uh, the emirate. Yes. Uh, it is no longer part of the caliphate, and uh, the uh, the, you know, the Carolingians have uh, made inroads as well. They are now moving southward and taking the, the border. Now is almost is a lot closer to the current border between Spain and France. Correct. 
So yes, Asturias has moved south. It's got yes. more than just the beach. You can see that Galicia has been fully taken. Mm -hmm. So this is after the Berber revolt. Yes. Um, and soon, when we get to the next map, which will mm -hmm. be a little bit in the future, Asturias will start breaking into counties. So we will have the county of Castile, for example. Mm -hmm. We're not mm -hmm. quite there yet. Right. Things are getting increasingly complicated. Yes. Uh, On the Carolingian side, yes, we mm -hmm. do have what we think of as France, and we can see it, it's kind of hard to see because this isn't a great quality JPEG, mm -hmm. but Narbonne is uh, fully in the Carolingian Empire. Yes, yes. But underneath, south of where the Pyrenees would be, there are also Carolingian holdings. Mm -hmm. To the west, it's Pamplona, right. and to the east, it says Marca Hispanica. Huh. So okay. this is the Spanish march. Marches, yes. Barcelona. So these All are the right. marcher counties. Okay, gotcha. This is where we're getting with today. You can see that, yes, you pointed out that Cordoba is now the emirate, now the kingdom mm -hmm. of Cordoba. And right. this starts in 756, and it goes all the way till uh, 929. Well, that's a, a good long run. So, it's a yeah. good long run. We will... I mean, we've got way more to go to, but let's yes. let's focus on this Marca Hispana business. Oh. What what exactly does that mean? Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, what it means is you remember Duke Odo? I do. Yes, yes I, I made a lot of Deep Space Nine jokes. Yes. Uh, yes, the Franks and what we think of as France way back with the Merovingians, mm -hmm. uh, when Charles Martel first joined right. the seed right was not yes the hammer <laughs> okay. was not a united france mm -hmm. we didn't have like one king over all of france as a matter of fact at many points we did not have one king over the parts of france the franks controlled right mm. they, they very right. commonly a king would split his territories between his sons oh yeah what, we happened. call that a, we call that pulling a leer well, um, it was it, it it made for some uh, unstable Frankish successions. I will tell yes, you that. Yes. But one of the offshoots was, of this was that what we think of as France was not completely controlled by what we think of as the French monarchy at the okay. time. Sure. And and one of the biggest areas was Aquitaine that was okay. not directly under Merovingian control. Okay. Right. Not under royal control, and mm. that's why Duke Odo was so important because he sure. was basically in charge in Aquitaine. Mm. Now, Aquitaine borders to the south, obviously, the Basque country mm -hmm. in Spain. And to its east, it borders uh, Septimania, which the Franks didn't really call it Septimania. We've been calling it Septimania because that's what the Romans called it. Right. That's sort of, yeah, exactly. Con continuity uh, and clarity. Um, right. But I, I mentioned in a previous episode, the Franks actually called the area of like Toulouse, Narbonne, right there on the border with mm -hmm. uh, with what would be Catalonia. They right. called it Gothia. Oh, well, that, that that's pretty easy to remember as well. Yes. Uh, the reason they called it Gothia is because it had been part of the Visigothic Empire for quite some time. Mm. And it was far enough away from the center of power, both when that center of power was Toledo and also now in our story when the center of power is Cordoba, mm -hmm. that you could be there and not get in trouble with the central government, right? It, the reach is too far. Ah, okay. All so right. if you are a political exile or if you don't agree with the Visigothic king or now mm -hmm. if you are a Visigoth with some power, but now the people in charge are all Muslim. Right. You could go to Gothia and kind of continue 
your, your old life. You're so far from central authority that you might as well be on another planet. Exactly. Okay. It's on the far right. side of the Pyrenees, so sure. the, the reach is difficult. And so a lot of Visigoths moved there. I mean, this was mm. constant throughout the Visigothic rule, but especially after the conquest, a lot of powerful Visigothic nobles just went to Gothia to live. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So that's why the Franks called it Gothia. Gotcha. Anyway, it's right on the doorstep of Aquitaine, along mm -hmm. with, you know, the rest of Spain. And yes. this is what led to Duke Odo having so much trouble with Governor Abdelrahman when he crossed right. and went all the way to Bordeaux, mm -hmm. right? And the Battle of Poitiers. Right. Which we talked about back in this episode. Go on back and say, have a we're, listen. We're, we're going back a while, but yes. Yes. So this was the first seed that brought Aquitaine and southern France kind of into the Franks' orbit. Mm. I don't know if you remember, but one of the reasons that Odo was able to defeat Governor Abdelrahman was because he went to Charles Martel and said, yes, help, exactly. help, help. He, he brought, yes, he again, he brought down the hammer. Well, Literally, and, that's what he did. And Charles Martel said, all right, I'll help you, but you have to swear allegiance to that's me. That's right. You are, you're now part of, you know, part of our family. Now you um, are my sure. vassal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Odo agreed. He didn't really have you know, any other choice. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you have to choose between two, I, I, I suspect, you know, he made the right choice. It didn't quite end there. Odo's son mm. had some rebellious kickups in sure. the intervening years. But where we are right now in the year 800 is that mm. Aquitaine is fully under Frankish control and Charlemagne's son, Louis the Pious, Pious yes. Yes, has been named King of Aquitaine. So he's basically okay. a sub-king under Charlemagne. This is how Frankish control has extended all the way down to the Pyrenees. Right. Now, the Spanish March is something that's happening right now at the time of our story. Charlemagne was not a stranger to going into what we think of as Spain for military objectives. Mm -hmm. Probably the most famous one we know was back in the 770s when he went to Zaragoza. Yes, and the city was closed against him. He was unable to siege. Mm -hmm. And then he went back through the Basque country. A and brilliant lost... idea of retreating through the Basque country. Yes, and <laughs> lost his entire rear guard. Yep. Song of Roland. Song uh, of Roland, yes. Yep, all right. Mm -hmm. But as you can imagine, he hasn't made any huge moves to do so since the 770s. Right. Well, the last time did not go well, so... It did not go very well. But... Now we're getting to the point where it's going to happen again, where Charlemagne okay. is going to take an interest in what lies south of the Pyrenees and it's expanding right. his empire there. And this is why we are getting the Count of Barcelona. And this is where Bera comes into the story. All right. Got it. Yes. Another thing that is new before we get into talking about Bera mm -hmm. is that we have a new source that we are oh. going to be using. Oh, goody. <laughs> yes. So this source is called the uh, the Life of Louis the Pious, the oh. Vita Ludovici. <laughs> gotcha. Right? Sure. It was written, well, it was anonymous. Mm. It was written contemporaneously to Louis okay. the Pious's life. Mm -hmm. They typically, uh, scholars typically call the author the astronomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... Very historically accurate, I'm sure. <laughs> well, the reason they call the author the astronomer is because there is a, a point in this chronicle that he writes where he mentions that he advises Louis the Pious on a comet. Mm. Okay. Right? So right. He, okay. he 
Right. So obviously this is a guy who knows about the movement of celestial bodies. That's the mm -hmm. only thing we know mm -hmm. about him personally. So that's okay. why he's called the astronomer. All right. Well, but, better that than the astrologer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, not an astrologer. He is an astronomer. But right, um, the, the two were very connected back at the time, you know. Yeah, so he probably I, I, did. That's a distinction without a difference at this point. Yes. Um, all right. So, Copernicus isn't going to do his thing for a very long time. No. So. <laughs> so this is our new source. It is scarce when it comes <laughs> to talking about the Spanish March. All but right. it's kind of what we have for the first yeah. uh, right. little bit. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Barra. Barra uh, well, is going to first be... And, first and foremost, uh, B-E-R-A? Yes. Or... Very oh, okay. simple. All right. Yes. Good. All right. Very simple. Got that. Down. We don't know tons about him, unfortunately. Mm. This is oh. going to be very common for the first set of Counts of Barcelona. Ah, all right. Um, here's what know. we here's what we do know. Okay. Almost certainly he was a Visigoth. Okay. All right. So well, we do know that. Given where he is, that makes sense. Yes. At the time of this taking of Barcelona, of this setting up of the Spanish March, he was a count mm -hmm. in the Gothia region. So okay. he had two subdivisions within Gothia that he was in charge of. Okay. Uh, these are the counties, and I'm going to butcher this because I don't oh. know any French, but oh. Razé and Conflans. Okay. I believe. These are the All two right. counties. They are they are just north of the Pyrenees in Septimania slash Gothia. Okay. All right. We don't know his family. There are some who suggest that he was one of the sons of William of Gelon. Hmm. Okay. This is because William of Gelon held these two counties that I just mentioned before Bera, and Bera eventually passes these two counties on to his son. Patrilineal inheritance does that. That's a good bit of evidence. I I, I, yes. would, I would support that. However, conclusion. William of Gelon's will does not mention Barrow whatsoever. Mm, okay. So that's kind of negative evidence. We don't we don't mm. know for certain. So yeah, the first thing we hear about Barrow is in the year 790 when okay. he was given the governorship of these two counties by William. 796 okay. is the most important date. All right. The, I don't want to say governor because I say governor a lot, but the 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 Muslim in charge Mm -hmm. In Barcelona, so like the mayor, sometimes I use sure. that word mayor. His mm -hmm. name was Sadun al-Ruaini. He was the Wali of Barcelona, and he decides that he's going to break his allegiance to Al-Hakam. Oh, no. <laughs> this is actually how the Zaragoza siege started. Do you remember that? Um, the mayor yes, of yes, Zaragoza was that's like... That's true. They, yeah. they keep thinking they can do this, and it, it never ends well. It, it's unclear exactly how this comes about. Mm. The the life of Louis the Pious uh, says this, quote, in the following summer, which is the year 800, okay. Zado, the Duke of Barcelona, was persuaded by a certain friend, as he thought, to advance to Narbonne, but he was captured and brought first to King Louis and then to Charles, his father. Mm -hmm. So they make it sound like he had attempted to retake Narbonne on Ooh. his own initiative and was captured and brought to court. I mean... <sighs> Brought before Louis the Pious is is fine. Brought before Charlemagne is not. I, I will be interested to see if he escapes this, shall we say, hole. Well, uh, 
if it does go down this way, if he was captured in battle and brought to court, this yeah. is when he first gets the idea to go against Al Hakim, probably oh. for survival reasons. He probably right. gets to Charlemagne and oh. says, "Look, I'll be loyal to you." Yeah, here's a thought. Here's uh, a thought. <laughs> why don't you not kill me? Okay. And why don't instead I be part of the Franks? Keep an open now. mind now. Keep an open mind with this. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but wouldn't it be awesome if I was still right. the Wally of Barcelona mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you didn't kill me, but also I was loyal to you? Right. And to which Charlemagne responds, it's the marches, whatever, do whatever the hell, I don't care. Well, uh, in this same year, Charlemagne and Louis the Pious and other local uh, Frankish leaders had been getting together to discuss what to do with their southern border, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about Hisham making incursions. Al-Hakam has also made incursions. They really want to shore up this border. It's becoming more and more obvious that the mountains aren't enough. Sure. Like, it's, it's difficult but it's not enough of a natural barrier to keep them yeah. out. Yeah, uh, any, anybody with a passing uh, understanding of the Second Punic War uh, will tell you mountains aren't enough to keep out everything, including elephants. Uh, yeah, you, know, you, uh, you also have to have a strong military presence. Yeah. Geography and, is not enough. And honestly, I think from, Char- from Charlemagne's position, this is kind of a win-win where the Wally is... Uh, literally what could ha- what's the worst that could happen you'll get killed and i'll be down one weasel or you'll win and i'll have my border um exactly there's, yeah there's this is this is a good deal for charlemagne yes it's a very good deal for charlemagne so he takes it he says uh-huh. all right you know what we're going to do a full scale expedition my mm-hmm. son Louis the Pious is going to command it, and right. we are going to march south of the border, and we are going to take Barcelona. All right. Let's so yes, so he gathers his forces. Uh, Louis the Pious does, mm-hmm. and he splits them into three. Okay. First one is under the direct uh, control of Louis himself. The second one is under a count of uh, the Count of Herona who is named Rostani. And actually, okay. if you follow us on social media, I did ask whether I should start with Rostani or not. Yes, yes. yes. I decided not to because he, he never really becomes the Count of Barcelona and I really wanted oh, to well, follow Barcelona. Yeah, no, absolutely. He is the one that takes the city though. Okay, all alert. right, that is important. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then the third group, interestingly enough, is a diversionary tactic. Hmm. They go west and they okay. go kind of over to the Basque country. Okay. Um, and oh, Boy, is that the short straw? Well, yes, it is. But they are basically the the forward guard who will muck up anybody coming to attack them. Yeah. And I mean, let the, the other two groups right. march on Barcelona un, undeterred. You got to have them, no doubt. But yes, okay. you do. This was probably, this was definitely, actually, let me say, this was definitely the short straw because they are the yeah. ones that met as the Chronicle of Louis the Pious says, the Saracens in battle. Oh, no. Yeah, constantly referred to as the Saracens. Oh, Saracen. no. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Al-Hakam dispatches an army to meet this contingent that is going down towards Zaragoza. Yeah, he does. Yep. They they engage in battle. William of Gelon is with this mm-hmm. group. So he, he meets them first. Here's what the life of Louis the Pious says. Mm. It says, uh, quote, the king of the Saracens immediately dispatched an army to aid them. 
While mm. they who had been sent there were approaching Zaragoza, information was relayed about the army appointed to meet them on the way. Furthermore, mm -hmm. William was there first, as also the standard bearer Adhemar, and with mm -hmm. them a very strong force. Hearing that, the Saracens turned aside against the Asturians, and without warning ah. inflicted slaughter upon them. Ooh, okay. Yes. All right. So basically they come together, there's skirmishes, they see how big the Frankish army is, and they right. said, Oh and they're and they're dug in. I mean, William got there first is pretty much the point at which the battle has been lost. Um, yes. yeah. So Al Hakim's forces go, Oh, let's go beat up on the Asturians. You know what? It's they're pretty it's easy. To for, beat. It's time for intramural war this season anyway. Let's go beat up on the Asturians. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So there wasn't a huge amount of Cordobin pushback. Mm, okay. So Louis sense. the Pious and William and all of the other nobles, including Bera, mm -hmm. all go to Barcelona for a siege. Okay. Yes. They are they are basically unaccosted on the way. All right. The siege was brutal. Oh. Absolutely no. brutal. Okay. Yeah. The yes. life of Louis the Pious says this, okay. quote, permitting no one to enter or leave it, they disquieted it until the inhabitants were compelled by the bitterness of famine to pluck the oldest skins from the doors and turn them into an unfruitful food. Whoa. Others, preferring death to such an unhappy life, hurled themselves from the parapets. Ugh. Still others were animated by a vain hope that the Franks would be stayed from the siege by the severity of winter. Uh -huh. But the Council of Prudent Men cut off that hope, for timber was brought up from all sides, and they began to construct barracks as though to oh. remain there during the winter. Oh, the this is Leningrad. This yeah. is bad. The citizens then lost hope, and to yeah. final desperation, betrayed their prince, a kinsman of Zado named Hamur, whom they mm -hmm. had appointed in place of Zado. In mm -hmm. the following manner, they surrendered themselves and the city after the besiegers had granted them an opportunity to withdraw. Mm, mm. So basically what happened is while uh, their previous Wali was uh -huh. at Charlemagne's court, the people of Barcelona said, uh, no, no, we don't agree yeah. with that. We're mm -hmm. not going to do that. So they appointed another person to be Wali. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this was the guy that took the fall for resisting the siege. Yeah, absolutely. Just, oh, wow, I got a promotion? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I do have to say that Al-Makari, the only thing that Al-Makari says about this siege and taking mm -hmm. of Barcelona is mm -hmm. this. Quote, having made an incursion into the districts of Barcelona, they reduced that city in the year 801 the Muslim garrison withdrawing to such other fortresses as acknowledged their sway in those parts. <laughs> it's always hilarious to read one side's chronicle of a disaster versus another side's chronicle of a victory. Uh, and the amount of ink that is spilled on one side versus another, mm -hmm. uh, it's just exquisite sour grapes. It is, uh, yeah. The, the, the Muslim sources barely managed to right. mention that. it was no big deal it's barcelona when is anyone ever going to hear about barcelona it's only the <laughs> biggest port on the mediterranean come yeah, on I mean, please who cares yes so in the year 801 after barcelona has fallen king mm. louis the pious invests Bera as uh -huh. the count of barcelona all right yes yeah. by the way just gotta say that that last sentence is is evidence that you made the right choice of starting with this guy uh, yes yeah, so he is the first official count of barcelona rostani right. was the one 
who is credited with taking the city. Yeah, but, but taking but, is not the same thing as, you know, ruling. It's it's temp gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. no, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So at this point, Vera has his original counties, which are mm-hmm. north in Gothia, right. and now he has Barcelona. Okay. Right, so he uh, is the in charge of a, these counties. It's a nice chunk of land. So one of the things that happens when the, well, Charlemagne has yes, yes. said that Charlemagne you are the, happens. <laughs> when Charlemagne says that you are the count of this area, when you are in mm-hmm. charge of this area, that means you're his vassal. And that means that you have to do whatever it is yes yes you you are you are a rubber stamp with legs you are a Um, rubber stamp with legs but you are also a subordinate military commander oh sure that sure charlemagne and specifically louis the pious can use whenever they need it can call upon so Mm -hmm. vera was mostly an absentee count of barcelona Mm -hmm. because now that barcelona has been taken louis Mm -hmm. the pious and charlemagne realize that territory south of the Pyrenees can be taken. Yes, it can. Yeah, that yeah. this is a possibility, I was and say, so they want more. The beauty of a secure border is that's a, shall we say, platform you can build on. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, there are many attempts. We have 804, 808, mm-hmm, 809, mm-hmm. where Louis the Pious marches out again to attempt right. to take more territory south of the Pyrenees. And he calls up all those same nobles that participated in the siege of Barcelona, Bera okay. among them. Sure. All right. right. So Bera is mentioned several times in the life of Louis oh, yes. the Pious as oh, participating yes, in these sieges. Yes. There was what well, the one in 804 was very minor, very minor okay. expedition against uh, Tarragona. Okay. Right? Tarragona is further south on the coast. It, I'll tell you right now, it will not be taken until the year after the year 1000. So these Holy. are not. Whoa, that is a long project. So this, uh... these are not going to be successful. So this first expedition wow. in 804, Vera goes along. He commands a division on this assault on Tarragona, which was not successful. They had to be turned back while trying to siege Tortosa. They just turned around and went back to Barcelona. (laughs) This is so minor that it was not mentioned at all in the Arabic sources. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. The one in 807, 808 is a little bit bigger. The second expedition. Mm -hmm. Al-Makari says this, quote, In the year 807, Ludwig, son of Karl, king of the Franks, Mm -hmm. collected his forces and marched to Tarragona, which he besieged. Al-Hakam sent against him his eldest son, Abd al-Rakhman, the one with the eye twitch. You remember him? Right. Yeah, he's not 14 now. He's older. Yeah, but But, he's he's still in recovery and will be for the rest of his life. So son eye twitch uh, was sent against them by Uh, Mm Al-Hakam. Where was I? against his, his eldest son, Abd al-Rahman, who defeated mm-hmm. him. God Almighty okay. being pleased that the Muslims should vanquish their enemies. All right, all right. That's, that's, that's So that's good. the second one. So it was important right. enough to be mentioned. And then the third expedition, which is also mentioned in both Christian and Arabic sources, happened mm-hmm. in about 811. Okay. I will continue from al-Makari, because they put it in the same paragraph. All right. Quote, 
But as the Franks became every day bolder on the account of the wars, which Alhakam had to sustain against the rebels of Toledo and mm -hmm. were assailing his, assailing his frontiers, it was thought expedient to chastise their insolence. Accordingly, uh. in the year 811, the Amir marched against them in person and having invaded their country, took many of their towns and fortresses, laid their lands waste, and followed them everywhere with slaughter, captivity, <laughs> and plunder, returning yeah. afterwards to Cordoba with the trophies of his victor. I... Why do I know that heads were among those trophies? There were probably um, a lot of heads. Oh, now, okay. the astronomer in the life of Louis the Pious does mm -hmm. not make it seem like it was such a great Muslim victory. Oh, of course he did. So, uh, according to the astronomer in yes. the life of uh, Louis the Pious, this mm -hmm. was a siege on Tortosa. It was besieged for 40 days, which, again, I don't know if that's actually 40 days or if he just meant a long time, uh, yeah. like in the Bible. Right. And at the end, the, the Wali of the city offered Louis the keys to the city, and the siege was lifted, and Louis mm -hmm. the Pious left. Yeah, all right. That's it. Right. That's it. That's all I, I see. Know. You know, again, just hearkening back to the observation earlier, I do love that whenever there is a disaster, the chronicler on whose side the disaster occurred turns into the Black Knight from Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah. just a scratch. It's just a scratch. Well, you have no limbs. No, 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 no. We didn't want those anyway. So these are the three big expeditions that Bera takes a part of. Uh, and right. and he has to take part in these because he is Louis the Pious yeah, and Charlemagne's no, right. vassal. Right. When they call him up, he has to. You are right? you are the front line, so sure. Okay. However, it seems like Bera didn't actually want to fight against the Muslims very much. Because okay. whenever it comes time to have a truce, Bera is always there arguing for peace. Mm, mm. Well, again, if you're the front line, you've got the biggest, you've got the most to lose. Exactly. Um, That's exactly why. Right. Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I regard that as a, as a inevitable and therefore prudent move on his part. Yes. Um, so the people okay. of Barcelona, especially after the 811 incursion with Tortosa, mm -hmm. uh, where the Muslims uh, very strongly defeated the, the siege, Pharaoh was really pushing to side a peace with Al-Hakam, mm -hmm. like really pushing because that's what the people of Barcelona wanted. And the Frankish court did eventually sign a three-year peace treaty with Al-Hakam's um, government in All right. All right. That's, you know, that, that that's good for Barra. It's good for Barra because now mm -hmm. his county is not in an uproar and mm -hmm. he can, you know, and he doesn't have to get called up to fight in, in all of these expeditions that he's, that, that don't really right. concern him. And it leads it, well, and that leads to a, a question on my part. Uh, what, what measure of independence does Barra have? So that uh, is a good yeah. question. Okay. Most people, when they talk about the Counts of Barcelona, mm -hmm. start with Wilfred the Hairy. Oh. <laughs> we will talk about Wilfred the Hairy. Oh, 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 yes, we will. Yes, we will. I, but that's, I, that's... I was going to say I have many questions, but actually, no, I just have one question. You just have but... the one. Yeah. Well, we will mm -hmm. answer the one okay. in about, you know, 70, 80 years when we get All there. Right. Right? All right. Most people don't bother researching the Counts that came before Wilfred the Hairy. Mm -hmm. For three reasons. Okay. Some of which I think are erroneous. The mm. first reason is that there's not a lot of source material and not a lot of information about how they governed these counties. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not super fruitful for research. Okay. 
I understand that, but that didn't stop us with like Pelayo no. or right. you we, know we, we covered a lot of very obscure people. We covered uh, many among obscure the, people. the goths yes. and yes, sure. Exactly. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that the succession of Counts of Barcelona did mm-hmm. not become hereditary until Wilfred the Harry. Mm, all right. Okay. This is mostly true. However, in looking into these preliminary counts of Barcelona, they mostly belong to one of two families. Mm, right. Okay. So there is an element of hereditariness for right. who becomes Count of Barcelona. Right. It's not. Like, it's not hereditary, but there is a very specific hiring pool. Uh, yes. As it were. Right. So yes, they are appointed by the King of the Franks. Mm-hmm. But we're going to see a lot of members of Barra's family, a lot of members of William of Gelon's family mm-hmm. become Counts of Barcelona. Gotcha. And their descendants. Okay. So right. it's not entirely true. Sure. The third reason is that before Wilfred the Harry, the Counts of Barcelona were not considered to be independent actors. Okay, there we go. They sure. were vassals of the king of the Franks. Sure. Well, and again, we sort of have a, a similar situation to, you know, the early governors of Spain are technically, you know, completely under the caliphate. So Yes. Um, and I so. I did consider this and I did consider mm-hmm. starting with Wilfred the Hairy. Mm-hmm. However, much like the governors, the mm-hmm. story of the first set of counts of Barcelona are People who were incredibly disobedient to the <laughs> yes. King of the Franks, <laughs> right? At many, right. many times, sure. and that's a good story. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, you also want to know where where the first guy, you know, the first guy has to come from some from kind somewhere, of somewhere, yeah, from somewhere, some background, you know. Current events and past events are always linked. This is no, I, I get I, exactly. I, I'm, I'm pleased, but yeah, they 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 were some of the most disloyal of the March <laughs> oh. Lords. Oh and well, this this is going to be fun. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun, right? So th- those are the reasons why, uh, and that kind of sort of answers your question as to how yeah. how embedded into the Frankish court system were they? The answer is very okay, but the truth of the matter kind of lies someplace else. Yeah, gotcha. so that that is why. All right. All right. So he's one of the ones pushing for peace in mm-hmm. the year uh, 812, which is granted three year mm-hmm. peace treaty. I'll okay. tell you right now that peace lasts for exactly three years. <laughs> oh, we're going to observe the letter of the law on this one. Exactly. Right. Yes. Mm. During that time of peace, Spera actually gets some more counties in the area under his oh. control. All right. The Count of Girona and Besalu dies in 813. Okay. Okay. These are actually two counties that jump the gap in between his Gothia counties and his mm. Bar- and Barcelona, right? Okay. There's like some space in between. And those counties there were given to a guy named Count Odilo. Oh. And when he dies in 813, then Vera mm. gets them. All right. Just yeah. So now in, he has like a, blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has like a whole section of support. Right. Something we're going to be talking about. I decided to focus on Barcelona because Barcelona is the eventual winner, but there right. are a lot of counties in the Spanish March and we are going okay. to be talking about different constellations of counties mm. as being part of of a ruling area. So okay. be prepared for that coming. I'm up. I'm on it. In the year 815, the truce mm-hmm. uh ended. That's the right. end of the peace treaty and war resumed. Yep. Yes. And everybody was standing on the sidelines looking at their watches and three, 
two, one, midnight. Let's do this. Again, I go back to Al-Bakari to, uh, to quote what happened from the Muslim mm-hmm. point of view. Sure. Quote, four years after this, so he was counting from 8-11 when mm-hmm. the last battle happened. The next year was the peace treaty, which was three years. So four okay. years after the last battle, mm-hmm. in the year 815, Al-Hakam yes. dispatched his wazir, Abd al-Karim, against mm-hmm. the Franks. The All Muslims right. plundered the country and razed several fortresses, but they were met by the king of the Galicians at the head of considerable forces. Yep. Both armies then encamped on the banks of a river and skirmished for several days, the advantage remaining at first with the Muslims. Mm-hmm. At last, after 13 days of incessant fighting, the river, swollen by the heavy rains, overflowed its banks, and the Muslims, though victorious, were compelled to retreat from the field of battle. Actually, this may sound familiar to you because we talked mm-hmm. about this battle in mm-hmm. uh, Al Hakam's episode. This is the Battle of Pan Corvo, yes, which yes, sets yes. off the battle want for their own king. So hostilities are taken up again almost immediately. Louis the Pious becomes much more involved in matters with the Basques on the western side of the world. Yes. When the Basques decide that they want to be the center of attention, they're going to be the center of attention. Yes. But this causes a lot of upheaval in the eastern Spanish marches, the ones closer to Barcelona. Right. Now, I mentioned that there are a lot of counties going on, and Bera is only the count of several of them, right? Right. He's not the count of all of them. There are other members who are also scrambling for power in that Mm -hmm. area. Two of them, who are sons of William of Gilad, are Gauselm and Bernard. Right. And then does this mean that they are possibly his They are possibly brothers or half-brothers to Vera. They also hold several county ships. I don't know what you would call it. They are also the counts of several counties in the area. Let's just call them earldoms. It's, you know, same thing. Well, Uh, they do call them, if there's one one person who holds a lot of different counties, they call them the Marquis. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Sure. Yes. That's about right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Bera... Or Marquess, you... if you're going to be anglophiled about it. <laughs> That's what it says in the sources, Marquess. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so when the truce with the Basques is finally reached in mm-hmm. uh, 817 between, okay. again, Louis the Pious and Cordoba over these, this fighting over the Basque country. Vera sure. again, was involved in the truce. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is one of the people that's like, let's just calm down. Just... Let's just chill out. Once again, this is happening in on my lawn. Yes. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that you guys have beef, but I just got my lawn ornaments the way I like them, and you guys have really made this hard. <laughs> However, yes. Galselm and Bernard... Mm-hmm. possible brothers and other counts in the area they right. felt that this truce was not in the best interest of the empire uh, they wanted to keep expanding and they wanted course. to take the basque country and set up marcher counties over there in the west like there were in the east uh, not a good idea this um, never comes to fruition by no the it way. doesn't yeah it no. doesn't mm-hmm. yeah uh it, there is an attempt to set right. up marcher counties and extend yep. the spanish march all the way across the Pyrenees, and it does right. not happen. Instead, we get Inigo Arista as the king of uh, Pamplona. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the death. this is the English and Ireland saying, "Let's just go beyond the pale. What could possibly go wrong?" <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't happen. What does eventually happen is in the year eight twenty, 
Charlemagne is dead by this point. He died in okay. 814. So he didn't right. he didn't see the end of the peace treaty. But Louis All the right. Pious is, is fully in charge as King of the Franks at this okay. point. Okay. So there was an assembly held at the court of Louis the Pious. All mm-hmm. of the vassals have to come and pledge their allegiance and I don't know, do whatever. Yeah, bend yeah, <laughs> bend the knee to use the bend George the R. R. Knee, term. Basically. Sure. Yeah. Now Galsel doesn't come. He sends a lieutenant of his named Sibila. Hmm. And Sibila chooses this audience to stand up in front of Louis the Pious and accuse Uh, Bera of infidelity. uh, Of course he does. His argument and Gosselm's argument is that uh, he he prioritizes peace with the Muslims instead of expanding the empire. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Yes, and that this this is this is being unfaithful to his lord, King Mm. Louis the Pious. All right. Louis knows Barra, though. I mean, Louis knows Barra, but he allows the accusation to stand, and Barra and Sanila uh, Uh duke it out in combat. Of course they do. Yeah, they 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 have a duel. They have basically a trial by combat. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, the life of Louis the Pious says, quote, charged with faithlessness, met Sanila in knightly combat, according to their own law, since each was a goth. So I think that's very <laughs> interesting that they, they duked it out the way the Visigoths used to. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing very large, very blunt weapons. Um... Well, Barra lost. Mm. He was not killed. Or... Sadila was victorious over I was going to say, that would make him convicted of what amounts to treason. Well, um, yes, that, it, proving his his yes. uh, guilt, basically. Yes, exactly. I will read from the life of Louis the Pious. Quote, mm. although by law punishment should have been imposed upon him, that is, mm-hmm. sentenced to death, he should have been slain as one guilty of high treason. Yes! <laughs> he was nevertheless granted his life by the emperor's clemency and was ordered to settle in Rouen. So again, as you said, Louis the Pious knows him. Right. Barra has fought at his side during all of these campaigns. Barra mm-hmm. was there when they took Barcelona. Okay, yes. With yes. Louis the Pious. Yes. So even though he has failed in his trial by combat, mm-hmm. Louis the Pious has a soft spot. All right. And he says, okay, technically we should kill you. We're but not going to do I'm that. Instead, I'm going to send you to Rouen. Rouen, <laughs> yes. And according to all accounts, Bera lives the rest of his life in exile in Rouen. He dies at 844. Right. You're, I mean, just, uh, I'm going to send you to a charming French village uh, where you will spend the rest of your life drinking wine and eating cheese. Okay. I... And the rest of his life was another 24 years. So exactly. Yeah. Bad. Basically, this is a guy who took, a, I see him taking a lot of very long walks with many dogs just basically you know oh woe is me this is so awful uh yes i will have the roast chicken oh why why oh why <laughs> why has ever... my life come to this <laughs> oh it's a very nice cheese exactly so yes well good for him i think uh yes now he was replaced well after he was exiled the the mm-hmm. new count of barcelona is a guy named rampon who we mm-hmm. will talk about in Uh, our next episode on the Frankish marches. Not related to him in any way, but his descendants will come back and be Mm -hmm. Counts of Barcelona again. Okay, gotcha. We we will be coming back to his family and also the family of William of Gelon, those other brothers, possible brothers who accused him of treason. Gotcha. Okay. All of these people will come back and be Counts of Barcelona eventually. 
Somewhere down the road, there's a very hairy man that's coming too. And a very hairy man is showing up soon. <laughs> All right, yes. good. But that is the life and rulership of Vera of Barcelona. All right. Well, you know, for somebody we didn't know very much about, we, we seemed to know a fair amount about him. We did. Um, we, we, right. He shows up uh, reading the life of Louis the Pious was interesting because like, oh, there's Vera again. Mm, oh, there he mm-hmm. is again. Like there's no detailed list right. of like him and what he does, but it's like, oh, and Vera was there. Oh, Vera yeah. was there too. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you want to rate him? Yeah, sure. Conquistadores. How much land did he conquer? How good was he at war? Well, he conquered Barcelona. Yes, he conquered he, Barcelona. A- along with an army. Yes. He took, he was part of taking Barcelona, and Barcelona mm-hmm. never goes back to the Muslims. It is there Christian from now on. That's, that's, that's a big deal. And um, Barcelona, the reason we're doing this is that Barcelona becomes its own kingdom mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. is one of the Christian kingdoms that participates in the reconquest. Right. So eventually right. from Barcelona, they will eventually go south. They didn't do it this time, but right. they will eventually go all the way south through Valencia and Murcia and take right. all of all of that land back right. for we, we, the Christian kingdoms. Exactly. We, we talk about getting in on the ground floor. This is the ground floor. We've established a beachhead. We're not going any further back. So, so I think good. it's pretty big. I mean, he didn't it do it himself. He wasn't in charge of any of the three columns. Right. But, but... he was important enough to be given the countship yeah, afterwards. That, that, that implies that Ma- while he might not have been the lead man on any of the three, he was clearly the second man on one of the most important. Um, yes. You know, there's very much the Im- impression that if the three leaders have to go back to the Frankish court, you got to put someone local in charge who was part of the victory. Yeah, I I, I think that's true. Um, on the other hand, I'm very disappointed that he always keeps wanting to make peace. That has to cost him points. Oh, that is I mean, true. I mean, I that's, mean, that's good for his people. The people yeah, no, that no, no. Over. I was going to say he'll it'll win him points down the road, but you know, in other categories. But in 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 this particular one, I think we have to acknowledge that the guy didn't didn't particularly love him some war. Kind of different for the people that yeah. we cover. Yes, it, it 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 is, and and again, approval. But uh, you know, you're you're being rated on swordsiness. So you are being rated uh, on swordsiness and yeah. land taking this. Yes, I will point out he 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 not only Barcelona, but he added uh, several more counties. Uh, again, the 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 map swelled under him right, i will so. show you a map uh, when okay. we get to el resto okay but, yeah. uh i mean we're not some of those were not added through conquest but at the same time if the map is turning the right color i think we got to give you a couple of points there as well however we do have to point out that his downfall he lost a fight he did. So, <laughs> that is true. So he lost a trial by combat. We, we got we got to point that out as well. The taking of Barcelona, but not personally. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a four because a major, very, absolutely essential victory, but a lot of peacemaking. The loss of the final duel. There's a lot of strikes against him in this category, not as a person and not even as a leader, but as a warrior. I think we got to cost him some points. But at the same time, took Barcelona. There's no way you're going to get a dismal score. So I'm thinking four. 
Yeah, I'm a little more impressed. I was thinking okay. five, but I'm okay. kind of along the same lines yeah. as right. you. So I that is a fair. nine for Conquistadores. Our second category is No Me Digas. What sort of gossipy things did he do? Well, he was accused of treason. He was accused of treason. But and... you, get the, you get the sense that that was really something that his possible half-brothers did oh, because they wanted his pretext. territory. Yeah, it screams yeah. pretext. Totally a um, pretext. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this is this is what, you know, essentially these weasels are doing. They want him to get into a fight which they he will certainly lose so that they can blame him for that and then when he avoids the fight they blame him for being a coward. This is mm. a this is a this is a lose-lose. Interestingly, this probably led to a lot of gossip. Uh, I probably him. did. Um, yeah, uh, I mean a they, trial by combat at yes. at the at the um, at the French court at the French uh, court. That, that's impressive. pretty that's pretty yeah, impressive. That's, that's a thing to talk about. Um, Apart from that, I don't have anything else. Yeah. I don't know anything about his his family, so I don't know. Right. Yeah, and if he had a lot, a lot of wives. Of, right. I I I I'm looking back at my notes, and what I notice is. I have a lot of question marks, as mm-hmm. in Visigoth, question mark, son of William, question mark, brothers, yeah. question mark. There's probably plenty of stuff there, but we don't know what it is. All we have really is the 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 end, which is good, uh, but it's not, yeah, pretty good. A, it's not enough to hang a really good score on. So it, it is such a really good ending. Uh, I, I will say, I you know, I will give him a four. Mm-hmm. Again. I agree with you more this time. A four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is an eight for No Me Digas. Third category is Orthodoxia. What did he do to strengthen and spread his own faith? Uh, Not much. Well, I mean, well, let's... A a major chunk of land went Christian and never went back. That's fair. We got to give him a little bit. I mean, if we are going to take the wider view that this is amongst other things that this is a battle between the forces of christianity and the forces of islam he was on the front line of that war i don't know that he did it for churchy reasons no uh, there he seems didn't to be, on the other hand uh seems to there, louis the pious seems to have a soft spot for him that probably speaks well mm-hmm. of his general as i say churchiness yeah um, but there's nothing specific there's um, going to be other counts of Barcelona that do way more, like founding right, monasteries. And right. Stuff. I was going to say, there's no indication that he, you know, built anything or reformed anything. No. Um. N- none of that. Uh. But I mean, uh, again, delivered a lot of wins. And anybody who is more focused on peace than war is probably a good kind the good kind of Christian. Yeah, um, they're, they're so a gotta, good representative of their yeah, religion. Exactly. So. I don't know. I mean, three. I mean, and that's mostly by association. Yeah, it's very right. generous. I'm going to give I, him a two. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we we flip around on that one. I'll, I, yeah, I'll, no, I'll give him a three. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a five for orthodoxia. Finally, we have El Resto. What are okay. the other things that go along with being ruler? Well, mm. he ruled for 19 years. Not, I mean, and and for somebody who was placed into a fresh position, that is, uh, that is, that's, that's impressive. It is very um, impressive. I'm going to show you a map of his holdings to, oh, to give you an idea of, mm. of where everything is, right? Oh, okay. 
So oh. here we are. Everything we, we have this line of counties: Palers, mm-hmm. Urgell, Cerdanya, Osonio, mm-hmm. Besalú. Everything above that is modern-day mm-hmm. France. Right. So these first two light green counties are the ones that he inherited from William of Gelon. Okay, gotcha. Right. These are the French, the ones in Gothia. Sure. Right. The yeah. pink ones are ones held by his possible brother, Galsel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he he doesn't get those, but but this is his enemy's territory right mm-hmm. here. Okay. The dark green one down here obviously is Barcelona. Yes. So he was given yes. that after taking it. But right. these two light green ones are the ones he got after Odilo died. Oh well, the, he was the, given them instead it, of Galsel. Right. Okay. Yes. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, it's again for those of you you know listening at home, it's sort of a what I would call it. It looks like a large comma. Yeah. Uh, of land uh the 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 with the eastern side being the coast from so Narbonne he had this Barcelona. this whole line of right. area now these other counties osona serdania etc mm-hmm. they're not they're not quite created yet okay they will be they will be part of the spanish march right um and, but and are they subs- are they also subservient to uh the the carolingians i yes, mean they i are. assume they are okay all mm-hmm. right good yes and of course you can see above these counties we have the carolingian empire right. and below them we have the emirate right. of cordoba by the way i i had not realized that barcelona was on the border with uh oh yes with, it with was the right there I mean, that is that is gutsy to make your major city uh, right, I mean, on the front line. Well, that's uh, the reason why Louis the Pious kept trying for more territory. South. Yeah, that, you that, want a buffer. That makes a hell of a lot more sense. That is yes. smart. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to hold Barcelona, in which case you want a, a, a land cushion between mm-hmm. Barcelona and your mortal enemies. Uh, that right. Would be, yeah, okay, gotcha. Which they will fight over for a long time, let right. me tell of you. Of course they will, of course. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no coins or anything because mm. obviously the king is Louis. So right. No. There's... I mean, the, 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 the Louis Louis's face or 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 Charlemagne's face is what's it's what they're gonna spend with. Exactly. Um, so okay. He, Bera does have several children. Okay. And many of these children will go on to inherit from him. He does give his oldest son the the light green counties, the one up right. ones up in Gothia. Mm-hmm. But his descendants will be counts of Barcelona in the future. Okay. So he does leave a legacy in that way. So what do we want to give him for this? He's the first in the position and he makes a success of it. He stabilizes the region and creates what will be, I mean, you know, essentially the you know, a, a major independent power. So there's there's no doubt mm-hmm. that he's the start of a major legacy. So, and I think it's interesting that he's a Visigoth. Right. He's there not is, Frankish. No, no. So he's a local person mm-hmm. of import. Right. He didn't come um, from Charlemagne's court. On the other hand, you know, the things that we normally reward, portraiture or, or coinage, we have none of that. He didn't, or building. Uh, he didn't or, build yeah. anything. Uh, his children didn't uh, directly inherit. Yeah, not right um, away. There's there's really not much there except for, and I, I really think of this category as falling into the same thing as our conquistador category, which is you had one big achievement and that was great. But it sort of stands out as the only thing in that category. Basically, I will say, I'll give him a three for essentially creating the position and demonstrating that the position was a sustainable project. 
Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. actually really fair. I'm also going to give a three. All right. So that is a six for El Resto. And that means his total score is 28. Mm. Eh. Not great. Not awful. Not awful. It's not, mm. you know, Tolga. No, no. It's not well, Liuva the second. No, but 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 on the other hand, Musa's way on the other side. Of, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> well, that leads us to one final question. Is he important enough, left enough of a legacy? Is he strong enough that we're going to let him decide the charter of rights called the Fuero? Or do we tell him, fuera, get out? Oh, I think this is a fairly easy one, especially given how his political career ended. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I think this is a fairly easy... I mean, again, it's not a harsh fuera. It's not a get out and don't ever show your face around here again. It's mm-hmm. a polite pat, pat on the back and saying, you tried your best. Basically, go back to Rouen. Yeah, have some more crosswords, cheese. Do your crossword puzzles it's fine but no he does not get to sign the charter yeah that's that's pretty fair i i agree fuera but Mm -hmm. he you know started out the county of barcelona with a bag oh yeah absolutely i mean again not not a harsh fuera but but a but a firm fuera yes well, let us know what you think. We have social media and an email address. Those are all Spanish Arpada. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to hear from fans. There was a lot of discussion about Al Hakam and all the stories that oh, we had from, <laughs> from his episode. So uh-huh. yeah, that, yeah. That, well, that was a fun episode. That was yeah. a very fun episode. Well, Indeed. when 5,000 heads roll, there's going to be a chat. Yes. Uh- <laughs> all right. It is recommendations time. All right. Uh, you could go first. I will go first. I am going to recommend a new TV series. Uh, it premiered a couple of weeks ago. We, we talked about it a little bit. It is called Lucky Hank. It is on AMC. And it is a, a TV series that is based on one of my uh, favorite recent novels, uh, Richard Russo's uh, Straight Man. It's a novel where Russo sort of fictionalizes his own experiences teaching at a small and somewhat undistinguished Midwestern college. Uh, he is, uh, uh, th- this, this is a novel that appeals to me deeply because it is set entirely in the Department of English, uh-huh. uh, which, gosh, I can't imagine why that would resonate with me. Um, and <laughs> it, it is basically the, the plight of someone who's discovered that what he is is profoundly, but no more than profoundly competent and is and has found exactly the level that you reach in academia if you are competent and no more than. Mm-hmm. So it is it is decided and so they have transformed it into a TV series. It stars Bob Odenkirk, lately of Better Call Saul. It is uh very well cast, very well done. They've gone very definitely towards the comic aspect of it. At one point somebody uh in the cast said it's kind of like the office if instead of being trapped in in a paper mill everybody's trapped in an academic career um <laughs> and it's like i that yeah I, as as someone who achieved tenure and realized that oh this is also a prison uh i We're will stuck absolutely here. yeah exactly all right well this is this is interesting anyway it is it is really enjoyable we're only a couple of episodes in so now is definitely a good time to start and uh yeah i i i recommend it i'm enjoying it so it is lucky hank on amc awesome 
I'm going to recommend a book, which again, I already recommended it to you. Yes, and it is yes, also yes. about academia. It mm -hmm. is Babel by R.F. Kuang. Yes. This is a kind of sci-fi fantasy. I I'd class it more fantasy novel. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got a very similar feel to The Golden Compass. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. So if you enjoyed The Golden Compass, this is a similar kind of thing. It is an alternate history in England set at Oxford University, mm. where translation and a translation institute is very important to the running of the British Empire. Basically, to, to and it's much more complex than this. Mm. I really yeah. encourage you to read the book. But basically, right. the art of translation compared with silverworking can create magic, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And so people who speak more than one language are right. very prized. And this story follows a boy. We are only given his English name, which is Robin. Uh, he's <laughs> from Canton, China. Mm -hmm. And in the late 820s, early 830s, he is brought to the Oxford Translators Institute to study and learn and eventually become a part of this silverworking empire. Mm. And it is his experiences as someone not from England, as someone who is not white, as someone who speaks Chinese and English, mm -hmm. which is not very common in the Translator right. Institute as, at this time, as someone who is new to academia and learning all about, you know, interdepartment feuds and the long hours of studying and, and things of this nature. There's lots of lots of digressions that I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, no, that's what it's like. That's what mm -hmm. it's like to study. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's it's just a fascinating work. And uh, it's it's a pretty long book, so it'll keep you engaged for a while. Mm -hmm. And it was uh actually just written it came out in 2022 it's mm -hmm. already been nominated for several sci-fi fantasy awards and i really encourage you mm. uh to read it so that is Babel by rf kuang all right yep i just finished it on friday i oh i had i couldn't stop i couldn't put it down i had to wow. know how how it ended there so. that that there you go so that i was gonna say we talked on thursday and you were about halfway through it and we, yeah, we finished no, I, it on Friday. All right. I ripped through the rest. I could not, right. I could not put it down. So that is my recommendation. All right. All right. Next time we're actually going back to Asturias because oh, we, all right. we talked a bit about what has been going on in the South yes. as we cross over from the 700s to the 800s. Mm -hmm. Now we've got Barcelona at the start of the 800s. Now mm -hmm. we need to go back to Asturias and see what were they doing at this time, crossing right. over from the late 700s to the early 800s. So that means mm -hmm. we will finally learn the story of Alfonso II. I was going to say, is Alfonso finally going to get the job? He's finally <laughs> got the job. He's oh. finally king. And we're going to learn how his kingship goes. Thank God. Thank so goodness. Oh, okay. So we will see you then. All right. Bye. Bye.